0: Person one loves person two guess what shenanigans ensue person one hates person two guess what still shenanigans ensue person one fake dates person two guess what you guessed it shenanigans ensue co-host one reports to co-host two the name of the show shenanigans ensue yeah hello i'm jasmine and i'm Jane and welcome to Shenanigans and Sue, a podcast where this is modern times, there ain't supposed to be miracles no more. <laughs> <laughs> it's too early for me to be falling apart. I know I'm already losing it. Okay, let me keep it together.
1: <laughs> Goodness, okay. Each episode, we'll watch a rom com and discuss its merits as a member of the rom com genre.
0: We'll cover well worn classics hidden gems, and everything in between.
1: We'll give you our unsolicited opinion on every trope, caper, and flam the film used or maybe abused.
0: And of course... The, the shenanigans! shenanigans! <laughs> <laughs> oh my word, the shenanigans of this movie even existing.
1: Goodness, <laughs> this movie has so many shenanigans. Incredible unfathomable. And what is that movie? Oh yes. Moonstruck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are doing Moonstruck. Yeah, so um what 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 do you even say about Moonstruck?
1: Um I will say that we were both unaware that this movie existed and we have complex
0: feelings
1: now that we do know of its existence. <laughs> That's what I will say.
0: Yeah. I um I think that the best way to get everyone into this is to kind of basically give you all I had going in. Jane suggested this movie and I Googled it quickly, saw Sharon Nick Cage and said sold. <laughs> so that's where I was coming from. And then day of, I go to open it up on my video player and the synopsis says, quote, a slice of life comedy. In which a Brooklyn widow who is already engaged to her late husband's best friend accidentally falls in love with a one handed misfit baker, winner of three Oscars. Some of them. What? Is the detail. <laughs> I also feel like they really the lead on that. It's not like a one-handed misfit baker. It's the dude's brother who right? she's engaged to. Like this is And that's part of the central conflict <laughs> of the entire
1: plot that it's her fiance's brother.
0: That w- what? And I don't think that her fiance was best friends with her late husband. No. I don't know that that was ever discussed. I don't she know. She
1: could not have been a widow for all the bearing that it had on the plot, truly, other than some sass directed at her maybe.
0: Yeah, it really didn't matter. Mm-mm, not even It only Pattern in that they needed to reference her bad luck, right? Yes. Over and over again. Bad luck, bad luck, bad luck. Goodness. Wow, I guess wow. I should
1: mention how I came about this movie. So we decided that maybe we should go back in time a little bit. And I was looking up 80s rom-coms that were available for both Jasmine and I to stream in our respective countries. And so Moonstruck was one of the options. And so I watched the trailer, but y'all, the trailer? Gave no information. It was just vibes. It was all vibes. There was no, meet Loretta. She's had bad luck and love. Nothing. It was just a mood. In fact, I will actually post the trailer on stories so you can experience this. I had no idea going in what I was getting
0: (laughs) off the trailer. I didn't watch the trailer because I don't like to get jokes spoiled for me. I feel like they usually use a primo jokes, and so mm-hmm. I wanted to save them. But that synopsis is... Oof. And I didn't read the
1: synopsis, so we both came in... On different levels of... Different information. Uh, <laughs> which ended up kind of being nothing.
0: <laughs> I Yeah, okay. I can't wait to get into this weird ass movie. I'm so excited. So I guess we'll give you our plot synopsis to go with <laughs> the Showtime plot synopsis. <laughs> okay. So, Widow Loretta gets a second chance at love when Johnny proposes to her before going to see his dying mother in Sicily.
1: Johnny asks her to get in touch with his brother Ronnie and convince him to go to the wedding because they fell out several years ago.
0: However, when Loretta meets Ronnie, there is an undeniable attraction. Shenanigans ensue! <laughs> yes, they do. It is... <gasps> wow. I I don't Ooh. even know what to say. I. The only thing that I can say is of all the nick cage movies and for every time his character has been introed in a bizarre way this has got to take the cake it was so dramatic his introductory monologue wow is at like a thousand it's at a thousand and let me tell you it is a master class in beat changes for my <laughs> actor friends yo Cher walks in she's trying to talk to Johnny. He's already dismissed her over the phone. So she's gone to the bakery where he works mm-hmm. and she walks in. He starts, "Okay, here's here's my overview of like the journey." Dismissive into angry into <laughs> obstinance into crying into straight rage and storming out what <laughs> the journey the journey and the absolute commitment of nick cage to this insane
1: monologue it, i don't i have no words and then it just continues to bold to the point are we like 20 minutes into the movie and they are making love we just like that's it we done. Really? This is what's happening. Like, I kind
0: of love it. All the women around him are like weirdly attracted to him. Yeah, And then he stormed off and so Loretta goes upstairs and she's like, you need to relax. I'm gonna make you something to eat. And then he's like, oh, I don't like this thing you're making. She's like, it doesn't matter. You're gonna eat it. Oh, he likes his steak to be well done, which first of all.
1: <laughs> oh, that's what it was. And
0: then secondly,
1: she's like, you'll eat it medium rare.
0: The blood will nourish your blood with something. Something something super dumb, but she's really, really rough with him, and he loves it. It's so funny. Okay, so just so people understand, this is like early Nick Cage and like obviously young Cher. So Nick Cage, this entire movie, is giving me real Jeremy Allen White vibes. And in case you don't recognize the name, he's the guy who plays the eldest brother Lip in Shameless and also the main character in The Bear. Obsessed with him. I don't know what it is about Nick Cage in this movie and Jeremy Allen White in general, but something about these two... They're not conventionally attractive, but they just, they can get it. I think you were attracted by the rage. It's a little bit. I think both of them, it's just they're a little angry and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but I'm like weirdly into whatever energy they're giving out in their performances. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so bizarre. Such a bizarre. Do, does this... This movie doesn't even have a meet cute. No. I mean, you can't
1: call that a meet cute. He's like angrily facing away from her to the oven where he's baking
0: bread. And they basically just start screaming at each other. Like that's... Yeah, it's not a meet cute if one of the characters immediately goes into a monologue. (laughs) there's like too much history already she's meeting him for the first time and there's too much history i don't know how they managed what a wild ride i guess since we both are just at a loss for words most of the time let's hit the tropes and then like see how we feel well
1: i have a good idea how i'll feel (laughs) and it's it's still confused okay so we have love triangle Throwing a drink in someone's face, a secret romance, bad boy, broody man, (laughs) dogs being super extra, falling asleep by accident, and one of our favorite tropes, a makeover. makeover. I love a makeover. I love <laughs> a makeover. This one needed some music and a bit more of a leaning into the montage. But we still
0: love a makeover. Yeah, this movie needed more music in general. It was a quiet movie. Mm, it was, especially when it came in so strong with That's Amore right at the top. Yeah, even just interlude music. It was sparse on the piano, yeah. sparse on everything. And I mean, I really thought we're going to have one of of those movies,
1: a la A Castle for Christmas, right. where the soundtrack was so on the nose
0: and so extra. All the and time. I was so pumped for that. And it <laughs> didn't happen. Nope. It was just... Yeah, <laughs> Jane was saying that they probably blew the budget on Amore, so that's all we got. And we got it a few times, so <laughs> they got their money's worth. We got it at the beginning and we got it at the end. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, may as well reuse it. You'll spend a lot
1: of money for it. <laughs> so... May as well throw it in again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I don't hate love triangles, but love triangles between brothers is a bit rough. Ooh, It's a bit icky. Just just a, a scooch. <laughs> just a scooch icky. And just to give people an idea of the timeline, because we like tried to work out the timeline after watching. Yeah. We don't know how long Loretta and Johnny have known each other or, or what have you, but Loretta and Johnny are at a restaurant one evening. He proposes. She says yes. Loretta goes home, goes to sleep, is reminded to call Johnny's brother Ronnie. She calls Ronnie, gets snubbed. This is still only 12 hours later. It's Goes to wild. his bakery, confronts him, cooks him a steak, has sex with him, and stays over the night. <laughs> so now this is night two. She wakes up the next day. He invites her to the opera. She goes out, buys a new outfit, gets a makeover— They go to the opera that night. She catches everyone cheating and then goes to sleep at Ronnie's place again and then goes home early in the morning. Ronnie follows her. Johnny's come back from Italy inexplicably and they break up and now she gets engaged to Ronnie.
1: In the same morning.
0: Two and a half days. Never
1: mind the same morning. Within the space of the same 10 minutes, this is happening. It's wild. Adding to the wildness of this is the fact that... Ronnie uses Johnny's pinky ring that Johnny gave to Loretta as her engagement ring to be his engagement ring. It's just
0: so messy. It's so messy. Engaged, meet brother, sleep with brother, disengaged, reengaged. I just... I got whiplash from the trajectory of her life. This happened
1: in, like, what
0: was it? Was it 72 hours? Something like Are that. Are being generous with 72? Yeah. 48 hours encompasses meeting the brother and then staying over after the opera, essentially. Right. But so. I... <laughs> <laughs> this woman has been engaged twice in the space of a week and... I I don't know. (laughs) But somehow the movie pulls it off in a weird way. There's another thing about it, too, where everybody is cheating. Yeah. Every single person is cheating with somebody else. Secret romances abound. And by the time we got towards the end where the mother is kind of having a secret little dinner, it was accidental and more or less pretty innocent. Mm -hmm. But by the time we'd gotten to that, Jane and I, we both hate when there's, like, love triangle cheating things. Yeah. And we got to that point where we're like, yeah, no, she deserves it. Get yours, girl. We're already just so get desensitized. It, yeah. like <laughs> Everyone else is doing it. Mom may as well get some as well. Yeah, that's fine. Mom, you know, you deserve it. He's terrible to you. Do what you got to do is how we ended up feeling by the time we got there. Yeah. It was just wild. I, I can't believe... believe how desensitized <laughs> we were because Jasmine
1: and I are usually incredibly aware Of what's going on when it
0: kind of falls into emotional cheating, never mind physical cheating. Yeah, morally gray areas like that are just uncomfortable, and we don't love them. No, but but this this one we're like, no, that's fine. (laughs) We're like, yeah, checks out. whatever (laughs) I think it helps that they established very early on that Cher's character Loretta is just doing this because she wants another chance at life I guess as she sees it yeah she goes up to the mother at one point Jane if you'll play Cher for me and I'll be the mom (laughs) so Cher says to the mother I'm getting married the mom says again and then shortly after says you love him no good (laughs) It was very funny. They established really early on, don't marry a person you love. They'll just use that against you because they know that they have you or something bizarre. It was just I, fascinating. I like that they called this little
1: couplet back as well when Cher gets engaged to Nicolas Cage at the end of the movie. And the mum asks, You're "Right, do you love him? And she says, I love him. Something awful. And the mum says,
0: oh, God, that's too bad bad or something like that. The mom's just like, ugh. (laughs) (laughs) It was just so fascinating. Oh, at one point Cher goes to the church to go to confession. And she sees her mother in one of the pews. They have a little heart-to-heart. Yeah. And all I could think about during this heart-to-heart, I feel kind of bad because I was very distracted (laughs) at how incredible their cheekbones both are. I mean, that's my own shenanigan. I was just like, wow, they found two women with incredible cheekbones. I buy that they're (laughs) mother and daughter.
1: (laughs) I did buy that they were mother and daughter. The noses
0: as well. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I spent a lot of the movie trying to decide if I was having fun or not. It was so funny in so many places, but I think a majority of the laughter that I found, I don't think were necessarily written for comedy. Yes, that was something that I was wondering about
1: too, because I definitely had a lot of fun watching this movie and uncharacteristically laughed out loud a lot for watching a movie by myself. Same. But in some instances, I was like, I don't know, the score is
0: kind of giving me cues. that This is supposed to be sentimental and I'm just cackling. Yeah, I, I found myself laughing a lot at everyone's serious moments and I felt kind of bad because I wasn't <laughs> taking them seriously. And I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the thing. I don't know if it was like poking fun at itself But I think some parts were intended to be serious that we
0: definitely found amusing. I I have to imagine it was poking fun of itself at least a little bit. They really leaned into a ton of bizarre New York Italian jokes.
1: Yeah. And the characters were certainly extremely exaggerated
0: as well. Super exaggerated. But still, I found myself laughing hysterically when the music was way too somber. Yes, exactly. So... (laughs) I'm like, I know right now that I'm supposed to be maybe a little worried about the state of their relationship and they're, like, being really sweet, but this line is corny. Or, like, I can't. I can't get there.
1: Just the commitment and the performances that were given, it was truly, like, stage performances playing to 500 people on a screen. Like, this was... 100%. The level.
0: And, like, honestly... I feel like that explains all of the Oscar nominations and wins. Oh. If I remember correctly, Cher won for Best Actress. Olympia Dukakis, I believe, is the one who got Best Supporting. I could be misremembering. I think it was another woman who got Best Supporting. And then it also got Best Screenplay. Really? Yeah. Not Best Picture. Hmm. Huh. Best Screenplay. Hmm. Huh. That's fascinating to me. And then... Uh, Nick Cage definitely got nominations. I don't remember if they were for the Oscars or one of the other ones, but he got nominated. Wow. He didn't actually get it. Yeah, everyone really committed. Yes, they did. So that's for damn sure. No denying that. No, 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 you cannot. (laughs) I guess, you know, to speak to the screenplay win, too, since we kind of, like, were on that. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, they really did expertly weave all of these storylines together. That is true. I'm really impressed. They're all kind of centering around this family that works together and a few extraneous characters that have connection to them because of the restaurant that they go to. Mm -hmm. We end up with a professor who is dating women who's too young for him who almost ends up in a relationship with the mother we have the father who takes out the mistress and then ends up at the opera we have the two mains at the beginning getting engaged and then one of them Mm -hmm. heads off to italy to care for his dying mother who miraculously recovers despite her history of bad luck (laughs) like they really do get all these storylines to somehow make sense and end up at the breakfast table together having a Oatmeal.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: And this is all happening around the time of the full moon. Oh
1: God! So the moon is supposedly to blame for all of their behavior. Oh, the moon
0: doing the most. <laughs> <laughs> Just the messy moon. That doesn't make any sense either. No. <laughs> the moon is way too close or something, like some optical illusion. So the moon appears too close and it's messing with everybody. Except that couple that all it does is rekindle their... Passion for each other. Love that for them. So there you have it. If you can make that many storylines connect at the end and all have breakfast together, then you deserve... You deserve it. An Oscar. (laughs) You earned it. I'm so curious as to what else was nominated in that
1: category that year.
0: I know, right? Because... I mean, there's been a shift over time where rom-coms are less respected than they once were. Yeah. But I don't know that that typically goes to anything other than a drama, right? Yeah. I mean, not in the last 20 years, at least. Yeah. That's always written specifically to be Oscar bait, Oscar bait. Yeah. Like... Usually based on a true story. Yeah. I just... (laughs) Ooh. Okay. Well... I don't know. I don't need to necessarily go into the tropes too much. Um, We could maybe talk some more about the makeover because that was fun. No, I think I'm good on the tropes, but yeah, it was
1: lots of fun.
0: Yeah, I just think, you know, the whole thing was so bizarre. I guess just to briefly go over it, Ronnie confesses in the morning that he's only ever loved two things, opera and her. So if he could have the two at one time, then he could deal with his brother marrying her. So he invites her to the opera that night, and number one, she asks, hey, where's the Met? And that's funny. And then number two, she's going about her day. She's like an accountant or something. She works a couple of accounts in the neighborhood. So she's walking around, and goes to the shop of the couple who rekindle their relationship, has grabbed the petty cash to drop at the bank. And on the way to the bank gets distracted by some like really cute clothes in a shop window. That was so a she pretty goes dress. in. She starts shopping. She walks by some other place. She sees her hair in the reflection of the glass of a shop and thinks to herself, I, I could work on these greys and so she gets her hair done. And then they do a full nail thing. And they're like, where are you going? The opera. And they do a full makeover. Like, it is wild. so many close-ups.
1: Yes. So many close-ups on her brows, on her face, on her hands. Like... Extreme close-ups. Extreme. We needed a fun song playing under it because imagine just watching, just kind of in silence, extreme close-ups on she's face and hands. Of
0: your brows getting plucked. Yeah. <laughs> of one fingernail (laughs) being painted what i don't know it was so intense it's a montage but they took all the joy out of it and they're like
1: look at her it
0: was so serious isn't she beautiful it was was way too much gravitas (laughs) than it deserved (laughs) for her doing some last minute day of opera touch-ups so funny (laughs) i did enjoy it though it was really funny it's just, somehow this movie manages to be both funny and uncomfortable all the time. I don't know what to do with how I feel. Yes. That's a good reason it's to move to the shenanigans, I guess. Good at the shenanigans. Um, I,
1: uh... <laughs> okay, okay, starting off. With the shenanigans of Johnny proposing to Loretta at the restaurant.
0: Oh my god. We just have to start
1: there. First off, I thought something was gonna go wrong because one of the staff members is like, he's gonna propose, he's gonna lift his hand up, and we're gonna have to bring over the champagne. And I'm like, okay, right, we're gonna have some shenanigans with that. Something's gonna go wrong and be misinterpreted. Jasmine, I did not know what I was in for.
0: I did not either. In
1: terms of where these proposal shenanigans go to.
0: And I loved every minute
1: of it. It was so delightful. Cher is like energy goals. She is laying it down what she wants i am
0: obsessed with her in this movie (laughs)
1: because johnny proposes and she's like are
0: you proposing to me why aren't you on one knee get on one knee otherwise it's gonna be bad luck and he says this is a nice suit (laughs) and instead of just walking over and getting down on a knee he in his nice suit shuffles over on his knees so awkward and the waiter even says ah it's a nice suit he's gonna ruin it (laughs) (laughs) That's not what she was asking. She didn't say ruin the suit. She just wanted you on a knee. What are you doing shuffling towards her on both knees? And now the whole restaurant is starting to look. And he goes to propose. And she looks at him. And before answering, he's like, where's the ring? (laughs) And he's like, what? And she's like, you have to have a ring. And he's like, "Uh, uh, uh." and everyone's staring. It's so uncomfortable. She makes him... (laughs) take off the pinky ring and she uses it as her engagement ring but it doesn't fit her ring finger she wears it on her middle finger the entire film it was just
1: (laughs) wild and then it goes into a really fun shenanigan as well which is Loretta driving Johnny to the airport to drop him off she was driving the whole engagement now she's in the driver's seat determining how the wedding's gonna happen she makes him swear that they're gonna get married a month from today they're not just going to the courthouse it's gonna be a proper
0: wedding they're not doing that that was bad luck last time yeah look what happened her husband died it was bad luck they got married in the courthouse and didn't tell anyone yeah and in two years (laughs) he got hit by a bus I don't even understand which then moves us into the next incredible shenanigan. He gets on the plane. This is still the time where you could actually go all the way up to the gate. So she's all the way at the gate watching the plane taxi away. There's an old babushka. She's got her head wrapped. She's turns to Cher. Do you have someone on the plane? And Cher's like, yeah, my fiance. She's like, oh, because I cursed it. Uh, what? And then she goes on for a solid 30 seconds. About how she's cursed the plane and her sister who stole her man but never even loved him. She just took him because she could. And then it all culminates in Cher saying, I don't believe in curses. And the old woman saying, yeah, me neither.
1: It was just
0: amazing. I don't know why
1: that was there. I don't know what that contributed. Because this woman never comes back. But
0: I loved it. I loved it so much. It really doesn't contribute anything except for just mood. <laughs> this movie is serving us mood. And I'm not
1: mad. And I was waiting for her to come back. Yeah. And she just never did. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I. <laughs> 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 it was mood setting. But that's all it was. It's like nothing happens to his plane. Nothing happens to Eddie's sister. There's no callback at the church. Nothing.
0: And they really do set it up. The attention and drama they gave that moment, the amount of time we lingered on them at the window, really honestly sets you up feeling like this is a Chekhov's gun. Exactly. And then there's no payoff. It felt so ominous. It was just for funsies. (laughs) <laughs> just for funsies. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Oh my gosh.
1: Okay, <laughs> that leads us into really fun shenanigans as well of Loretta then going home and telling her dad that Johnny proposed. And Cosmo, the dad, is just not having it. He asked, Did he do it properly? Did he get down on one knee? And Loretta Because like, you know you have bad luck. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Meredith says, yes, omitting that she made him. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't matter. He did it. That's true. So he does say to her, which I loved, I'm paraphrasing, it's not a perfect quote, but he says, your mother and I were married 52 years. Nobody died. You got married two years and somebody died. (laughs) (laughs) You got bad luck. Don't do it. What a way to blame her. Marriage not for you.
1: <laughs> mm, no word,
0: eh? And every single time she says to somebody, I'm getting married, <laughs> the first thing everyone says is, Again? <laughs> every time. I'm getting married. Again? Again? And she's 37? Uh, yeah. Which
1: in the 80s is just an old maid. So ridiculous. <laughs>
0: I don't know how everyone in this movie is so extra.
1: (laughs) It is so full on. Another shenanigan that has absolutely no bearing on the plot whatsoever and just adds to it being extra is when Johnny arrives from the airport early. He gets into a cab and he leaves his bags on the sidewalk and then like goes and gets them. He forgets them again when he gets out of the cab at Loretta's. Then when he goes in and the mom is like, are you moving in? And Johnny's like, no, 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 I came from the airport. And then as he goes to leave, he
0: almost forgets the suitcases again. Again. He's just leaving his suitcases everywhere. I don't know why he carries so much stuff with him if he doesn't care about it. (laughs) He needed two suitcases. He clearly, like, needed his things, but he doesn't like or care about them enough to remember his suitcases. Especially if you are leaving the airport. You're leaving the airport and you don't remember your suitcases? Seriously. And it was so interesting to see kind of this dichotomy between the two brothers Mm -hmm. and the weird fight shenanigans that they created. You come to find out that the reason why they've had a falling out is because... Nick Cage's character accidentally put his hand through a deli slicer, which is just very dramatic, but it has nothing to do with his brother Mm -hmm. at all. His brother didn't cause it. His brother didn't Really start a fight with him or anything that day to get him distracted. Even if he did, that's not a reason. And then he loses his fiance. So he lost his hand and he lost his fiance, <laughs> and he had to blame someone. So he's blamed his brother, mm. and that's what's caused them not to talk in however many years it was. It doesn't make any sense. No. And he plays it like it's the most serious thing in the
1: world. What adds to me being unable to take this very serious thing seriously is the fact that Nick Cage's fake hand. Is- is just so bad, so bad, and yet they insist on doing so many extreme close-ups on it, and I'm just, I'm just laughing. Yep, it's, it's so
0: noticeably bad. It's so, so bad, but very good for the production budget. So yeah, they went with to it pay, to pay for that samurai.
1: <laughs> Nick Cage also being so mad at his brother for the state his life is in. Leads to a very funny exchange where he shouts at Cher and he's like, you've ruined my life. And she replies, your life was already ruined before I even got here, which is just great.
0: It's so funny in the sexual tension leading up to the romantic encounter. They (laughs) are like way too intense. And it all ends up with Nick just scooping Cher up. (laughs) Into his arms and her just saying, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm taking you to the bed. And she just kind of pauses. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Take me to the bed. And just like (laughs) off they go. That moment before he carries her off to bed when Nick Cage
1: is just like standing there screaming like they hold it a little bit. Too long, I felt as though I was having an out-of-body experience watching this.
0: I, like, I felt like much of the movie was an out-of-body experience. It is <laughs> so true.
1: This man is screaming as if he's about to go slay a dragon.
0: That's that's the intensity. Yeah, but I was into it. <laughs> yeah, because you're into the angry stuff. <laughs> The raw intensity of Nick Cage in this movie, I do not find him (laughs) sexually attractive. And yet in this movie, I was like, okay, okay, Nick can get it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my. Does she put him down and then she slaps him or does she slap him in the morning? She slaps him when he says he loves her. I think that's in the morning after. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he says to her in the morning after, I love you. And she slaps him once hard. Looks at him and then slaps him again because she's engaged to his brother. I can't. She just really slaps the shit out of him. And then she just says,
1: snap out of it after she's just slapped him twice across the face. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I can't. This movie is so bizarre. There's some things that are just so oddly specific as well. That just adds to the humor and I really don't know if it was intentional or not. I have to assume it was. Like with the porridge scene. So the morning after, Loretta spends the night with John. Oh, no, with Ronnie. See, I'm getting confused between Johnny and Ronnie.
0: (laughs) I think that's the point.
1: (laughs) Why? Why are you doing this to us? She was
0: also confused. (laughs) We have to be confused much like Cher. Oh, my word. So the night after the opera, she
1: spends the night with Ronnie who she is not engaged to and Johnny who she is engaged to appears in the morning and they all stressed out and the mums like you have a hickey on your neck and they're trying to cover it up and all the tension is building and the yeah. doorbell rings and then it's Ronnie who's there and they weren't expecting him but all of this drama is happening around like everyone asking each other if they want porridge
0: yes it's just <laughs> What is what is happening? That breakfast scene, the tension, everyone just showing up and coming in and having breakfast. (laughs) Uh, So the overview of what happens in this one moment that I loved is that Rose, the mom, has no evidence that Cosmo, the dad, has been cheating. She just has a feeling. Loretta and Ronnie both know that the dad is in fact cheating because they caught him the night before. Mm-hmm. Rose sits across from her husband, looks him dead in the eye, and <laughs> says, Have I been a good wife? And he responds, Yeah. And she says, Then stop seeing her. Ooh. He then shoves himself off of the table, stands up, slams both hands onto the corners of the table. <laughs> And then sits down and says, okay. Oh my gosh. But the the subtext of that scene was bonkers. (laughs) It was so emotionally charged for no reason. And then resolved so quickly. The fallout is so...
1: Minuscule? Non-existent. Yeah, the same with the brothers because they're like building and building and building the scene and the tension and Ronnie's there and he's not supposed to be and they know Johnny's coming and she's slept with Ronnie and is engaged to Johnny. And, and then they, th- they throw it all away. They're all
0: just like fine with it. And Ronnie proposes to Loretta. Yeah, they wave it away with Johnny saying, I only proposed because I thought my mom was dying. And we're like, okay. And then Ronnie proposes? And now we're all happy? And then they all take a family portrait? Yeah, what? Because then the grandpa also waves Johnny over and he's like, you're going to be
1: family now as well because they're going to be in-laws. Yep. But not in the way that we're going to be not even 10 minutes ago.
0: And he does seem like he's a little (laughs) shell-shocked for the knowledge. He has to sit down, but he's ultimately okay. Yeah, he's quite fine. He could possibly just be
1: jet lagged. Yeah. <laughs> the way he looks dazed. Honestly, so, yeah.
0: Like... <laughs> he did go all the way to Italy and all the way back in the span of 48 hours. So this is true. He came back so quickly. There was no point. I don't understand. Was it so that all of this could take place around the full moon? Like, why could they not speed it up a little bit? <laughs> I have no idea. It also seems super unnecessary to do all that. He could have just been like in Pennsylvania. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Mom needed to be in the old country. Whatever. Exactly. And they had to drive home the fact that they were Italian-Americans. They really could not stop talking. And it didn't really matter aside from just being over-the-top stereotypical. And honestly, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> the jokes are definitely casually racist, but I guess you can get away with it. Goodness. <laughs>
1: and at some point I text Jasmine and I was like, do you have subtitles? And Jasmine was like,
0: nope. nope. So I was like, okay, we're just rolling with it. They're just talking in Italian, and we don't understand. <laughs> I think I picked out like three words, maybe right. I just there's so many funny quotes. So I laughed a lot. Funny quotes, and yet I still feel really weird about having watched <laughs> this movie. <laughs>
1: yeah, and we watched this movie. I think it was two days after a full moon. So maybe the moon was also being messy still.
0: yeah, and was
1: affecting how we consuming the movie. Ooh. Ooh.
0: <laughs> I really don't know. I don't know either. Some of my other favorite quotes: "In time, you'll drop dead and I'll come to your funeral in a red dress." <laughs> oh. <laughs> At the beginning, and I don't even remember the context, but somebody says, kiss my aspirations. <laughs> oh my gosh, I missed that. <laughs> i really delighted in that one. <laughs> and uh, the last one that I had written down was one of the women who has a crush on Ronnie says after he storms out, I loved him. I never told him though. He could never love anybody since he lost his hand and his girl. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> I don't think that was supposed to be funny. And
1: we both laughed so much at that. I don't think so. Partly because it's just these two random women facing directly to camera, not even talking (laughs) to each other.
0: And this is the line and we never see them again. And this was after his comedic drama monologue and storming out. I was cackling. (laughs) I was basically in tears by the end of the Nick Cage monologue. And it's not supposed to be funny, I don't think. No,
1: I don't think it's supposed to be funny. I don't know. I can't tell. I think it was supposed to be really sincere. And then this girl's line was supposed to be like the button on top of it. I really don't know. I thought they were setting up another love triangle. Like Ah. this woman being in love with Ronnie and she's been pining after him for all these years. That would make sense. But it's just like this one line and we're done. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, some of mine are, the grandpa says, I can't sleep anymore. It's too much like death. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my gosh, this quote by Nick Cage. <laughs> I think this is a part of his monologue. And he goes, what is life? Is bread life?
0: <laughs> I forgot he does that. It's at the beginning of his monologue. He's like, some say bread is life. And he picks up a baguette and like throws it. I don't know
1: why. And this is at the start of this long, intense monologue. And he's delivering it as though he's about to give an epic Hamlet speech. As if the content is actually so
0: important. <laughs> like Okay, I'll stop now. I have so many others. I know. We could go on about so many weird things. It's so hard to describe this film. It's a journey you have to go on. (laughs) (laughs) So that brings us to Fun Fab Fail. Fun Fab Fail. Where to put this movie? Right. I mean, I laughed a ton. So my initial gut instinct was to go to fun. (laughs) But I also <laughs> felt extremely uncomfortable and confused and a little unsettled after watching this film. So I didn't know what to do. Oh. I'll turn it over to Jane, though, because she's a brilliant genius. Um, I don't know
1: about brilliant genius, but I felt as though this movie could not exist in any of the categories that we set out for it. Because much like Jasmine, I did laugh so much. But mostly at the wrong times. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Secondly, one of our criteria for a movie to be fun is that you must want to re-watch it. And the only circumstances under which I will rewatch this movie, is if I can watch it with Jasmine and we can watch someone else who has never seen this movie before watch this movie. Yeah. That is the only way that I will ever watch this movie again.
0: It was just I finished watching it and both felt I never want to watch this again and also I want to start it at the beginning and rewatch mm-hmm. it right this second because I'm so confused.
1: And so therefore this is why Moonstruck deserves its own category of fascinating fascinating it was just a study in something I don't even know
0: what we can't put a word (laughs) to it but it was definitely something
1: I don't know how to describe this movie to someone (laughs) because usually when we watch a movie and then I'll go in and I'll chat to my mum and she will ask me so what did you watch and how was it and this time I said I don't
0: know I don't know I don't know. (laughs) What I just want. I, I don't. I'm still feeling some kind of way about it though. Me too. So I guess that's a very successful movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I've been thinking about it a whole lot. A lot. So clearly it's done something. And there's also a lot of movies where I will write maybe two pages of notes. Mm-hmm. I really only did about a half a page of notes because I found myself so engrossed in watching that I could not be bothered to write things down for fear of missing anything. I just don't I don't really know what happened. I also too was moonstruck watching. Same, that's a good descriptor.
1: Thank you for making that that
0: click. Yeah.
1: Because I do still feel quite dazed. Moonstruck. Yeah. This movie hypnotized us. So there you have it. This movie exists outside the
0: confines of these mere categories we created. It has to have its own. It's going to live in the fascinating category, perhaps (laughs) forever by itself. (laughs) Almost certainly. I don't think anything else can meet this. I don't think the directors that would also go in this category make rom coms. so maybe. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That takes us to our favorite segment oh yeah it does
1: give me the cheese give me the cheese please
0: (laughs) yay i really struggle to find a cheese so i don't know that i love my cheese for this one but we'll do it i have never struggled so
1: much to find a cheese for this movie i feel like in the same way that this movie doesn't fit into the categories of fun fab fail there's not like a cheese that I felt could encapsulate what this movie is. And yeah. so
0: it's interesting that you had the same problem. Yeah, I don't think my cheese even truly captures the feeling of this film which is indescribable, but I'm going to do my best. Okay. <laughs> oh, ready? Okay. 1. Whew, yes, oh, wrong way. 3. Three. I, know, I just supported you three, three two,
1: two one. one your eccentric neighbor's homemade
0: cheese Ooh. <laughs> 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 it was a struggle Part of me almost went in that direction, and I was like, "I can't, I can't even try. I need to add structure to this mess in my brain. Yes,
1: yes. You're like this movie had no structure. I need to give some structure.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> I'll go. I'll I'll go first. Okay, Dicks. So, I chose Baby Swiss. So Baby Swiss is kind of an American version of a classic Swiss cheese. I chose it because. It has a milder flavor to a classic Swiss, Mm. which is traditionally pretty nutty. (laughs) This is a nutty film. But I wanted to choose something that had the milder flavor than the classic Swiss. Because I don't know if all of the comedy was intentional. <laughs> and then I also just, oh, God, you're going to hate me so much right now. Aww. So I chose a Swiss because it, too, was moonstruck with all of the little moon-shaped holes in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: You should have earned that more. You know I love a bad pun. (laughs) Yeah, but it's not just for you. Everyone will know how dumb I am. Okay. No, you should have just said, Jane... This one's especially for you. I know you
0: love a bad (laughs) pun. It's true. It's true. It's true. I could just do it for you and me. That's all this is for anyway. And you can blame me. And then like, I also just really love the idea of doing a baby Swiss. Because if you've ever seen a picture of like, say, a traditional Swiss and a baby Swiss side by side, a traditional Swiss has a medium amount of large holes throughout. Mm -hmm. But a baby Swiss is like just pockmarked with teeny tiny little holes. It's just chaos. (laughs) in a cheese and so which is what this movie was i feel like it's a visual representation of how i felt which was just like chaotic and and uncomfortable looking at all the holes
1: i wish you could see me because as you're talking i'm just like grinning and nodding along like a madman yeah yeah yeah
0: i hope that i captured the feelings in my heart enough for everyone to understand where i'm coming from i think you did or at least i understood it (laughs) that's really what matters to me so let's hear about your eccentric neighbor and their cheese cave in the basement. Uh, so <laughs> this movie was an
1: experience. And so I feel like if you go over to your eccentric neighbor's house who has just taken up cheese making. <laughs> He's new to it as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't know what's happening You don't know if you are safe, but somehow it's still enjoyable because they have a lot of odd hobbies. You
0: don't know if you're safe is a really good way to describe this film.
1: (laughs) So much screaming. I think what partly inspired this actually was you when we had our quick chat after we watched the movie and you said, I don't regret watching this movie like I don't regret that we went through that right but I don't know that I'll go back (laughs) I feel as though I wouldn't regret necessarily eating my eccentric neighbor's cheese if I survived and it seemed like it looked edible (laughs) but I don't know that it's something that I'd go seek out right and maybe drag a friend over to be like we have to experience this Or I need to see you experiencing this. But I don't think it's something that I'm going to be like, yeah, this is going to become my go-to cheese.
0: (laughs) Because this movie was just, I don't even know what to say. (laughs) You don't have to. People just have to experience the film. Yeah, you do. It's worth the watch. I just can't tell you why it is. (laughs) Please watch it and let us know (laughs) what you think. Because we need to share... This experience with other people. I need other people to, to be grappling with internal turmoil <laughs> after watching this film.
1: And I cannot stress this enough. You have to watch it sober.
0: Stone cold sober. sober
1: because I can't, I can't explain it. You just, just have to do it. Just because.
0: because. Trust. <laughs> End of sentence. Just do it. <laughs> it. It still somehow feels like a dream. It does. I don't feel like I've woken up yet. No. The moon has taken hold. We're all actually in a coma. I think we just hallucinated it. <laughs> I think I did. I hallucinated it, which is why I have an inexplicable attraction suddenly <laughs> to this angry version of Nick Cage.
1: And I found him so much more attractive in the vest with the cutoffs than when he was like all done
0: up and clean shaven with the opera. No, as soon as he was in the tux, I was like, nah, you can miss me with that. <laughs> what a bizarre response. <laughs> I don't know why I just really I got moonstruck too yeah got hit so there there you have it that was our discussion of moonstruck let us know what you think about this
1: movie any shenanigans we may have missed or what cheese you feel can encapsulate or express
0: what this movie is properly. Yeah. Because we struggled. <laughs> I need more cheese <laughs> options. I yes. don't know. Maybe one of you will have something perfect. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Instagram at pod or you can email us at pod at gmail.com. We hope you'll join us next time. And until then, I'll, I'll take, take care, care of the whole, whole thing.
1: thing. All you, you gotta, gotta do is, is show up.
0: up. Bye! Bye!
1: (laughs) Shows eyes when she sees her dad and his mistress
0: when she is there with Johnny, her mistress. What do you call a male mistress? I mean, the modernized one would probably be himbo. (laughs) It's like as close as I can get. I think the himbo is the opposite of the bimbo. Yeah, that's why I'm like, that's the closest I think I've got. Another example of language being sexist. Yeah. (laughs)